You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. The gospel got a platform to go into the rest of the known world all across because Paul jumped on a ship and he carried the gospel message to all of the known world, Turkey and Rome and Italy, and it just kept going and kept going. God loved us enough. I mean, the Jews back then, they protested that harbor. They protested that seaport city. But God had you and me in mind when he had it built. Pretty crazy to think that an ancient seaport would lead to the entire world hearing of Christianity. There were so many pieces that fell perfectly into place so that the gospel message would reach the entire world. In today's message, Pastor Dion teaches how God perfectly orchestrated the gospel to reach the Gentiles. The message of Jesus was never meant to stay in Israel, but instead it was meant to reach the ends of the earth. God loved you so much that he made sure that you received his offer of good news. Now let's join Pastor Dion in the book of Acts chapter 10 with today's edition of The Simple Truth. Peter stayed in the house of a Jewish tanner. That means a taxidermist, all right? Peter stayed with a taxidermist. Now, taxidermists were on the top five list of people Jews avoided. Oh, yeah. Jews avoided Gentiles, psychics, tax collectors, flusies, and tanners. All right? Flusies, yeah, and taxidermists. The reason they avoided taxidermists is because taxidermists dealt with dead animals. So they were considered unclean. They were considered bad, bad company, right? That they were. So it's a bit curious that Peter would be staying at Simon's house. Because after all, I mean, Simon is a Jew, but he's a tanner, he's unclean. So it's a little curious that Peter would be staying at Simon's house. But it's possible that Simon, the taxidermist, was the only one that invited Peter over after he raised Tabitha from the dead. He might have been the only one to invite Peter over. You might say, huh. But me, being a pastor, I know that some people are apprehensive about having a pastor over. Okay? I see the fear in their eyes when I suggest getting together. Why do you laugh? Some of you have made that face. A visit from the pastor makes people feel anxious, insecure, a little stressed. So I imagine it would have been even scarier to have the first pope over to your house for the night. Not to mention, Peter was a wanted felon. All the Christian leaders were wanted. There had been a bolo, there had been a warrant put out for their arrest from long ago. So people could have been, you know, a little apprehensive because they might be arrested for aiding and abetting uh, one of these Christian leaders. So maybe nobody invited Peter over except Simon. 
The only guy that was wearing a vote for Pedro t-shirt was Simon the Tanner. All right? And, everybody say and. There was one other guy wearing the vote for Pedro t-shirt. One other guy other than Simon. And that was a Gentile named Cornelius. All right? Let's read the story. There was a certain man in, everybody say it, Caesarea, the port city, he's Roman, called Cornelius. Here's what he is, a centurion. That is a Roman soldier that takes care of a hundred men. He is a centurion of what is called the Italian regiment. A devout man and one who feared God with all of his household. So it tells you he's from the Italian regiment, meaning that he is full Roman. All right, he's not diluted. He's not, he's full Roman. He is completely Gentile. Everybody say dirty. All right. A devout man and one who feared God with all of his household. Wow. Who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming and saying to him, Cornelius, And when he observed the angel, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? So he said to him, Your prayers and your alms have come up before a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging with Simon, a tanner whose house is by the sea. He will tell you what you must do. And when the angel who spoke to him had departed, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier from among those who waited on him continually. So when he had explained all these things to them, he sent them to Joppa. All right? So, back in Joppa, there's a guy named Simon, and he's got a vote for Pedro t-shirt. The only guy. But Cornelius is up there in Caesarea up north in that Roman city. Cornelius was a Roman centurion living in Caesarea. A Gentile city, a Gentile man. Everybody go like this. Dirty, right? Cornelius the centurion, it says, that he believed in God and was a good person. Yet, he still was not saved. Listen, guys, believing in God or being good is not enough to be saved. Our best efforts miss the mark. The Bible is very clear that Jesus is the only way to salvation. Let's read the verses. John chapter 14, verse 6. This is Jesus himself. And Jesus said this. Read it with me. Jesus told them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Everybody out loud. No one can come to the Father except through me. All right? Then here's another one. John chapter 1 and verse 12. But to all who believed Jesus and accepted Him, He gave the right to become the children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So only believing and receiving Jesus can make you a child of God, is what it says. You guys got it? 
All right, so Cornelius, he believed in God. He prayed to God. He did good things, but he still wasn't saved. Cornelius needed Jesus. And God made sure he would hear about him. God, Because God works like that. Isn't that right? So hey, he needed to be saved. Cornelius needed to be saved. And God, God said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make sure he's going to hear about my son Jesus. Because that's what God does. God steers us to where we will hear about Christ. He does that. In fact, God's voice speaks to us internally, and we've heard it. He tells us, get back to church. He might be telling you, you need to go talk to the pastor. He he might tell us things like that. God's voice speaking to us internally. You need to join that Bible study. And he got God trying to steer you to get you to hear God's word, to get to hear about Jesus. And there are also times where God will send an angel to point you in the right direction. I haven't seen any angels. Oh, yes, you have. Angels named Juan and Rita and Joe. Angels named Mary and Eric and Will. Angels named Cindy and Sharon and Joe, right? A lot of angels. They may not be able to preach Jesus to you themselves, but they know who can. You know, there's this guy at Calvary Chapel in Arroyo Seco. You got to go hear him. (laughs) Some of you are here because an angel sent you, invited you, gave you directions. All because God wanted you here. That's why. That's what he did to Cornelius. Cornelius needed Jesus. And God directed him right to him. God gave the Roman centurion Cornelius an address of where to find someone who could tell him about salvation. And then now God has to work on the preacher's prejudices. Because Peter had some prejudices because he is a Jew. Everybody said a what? So let's read it. God steers the heart of a man needing Jesus to Peter, but now God has to deal with Peter. The next day, as they went on their journey, and they drew near the city of Joppa. This is the two guys that Cornelius sent to go find Peter. As they drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray in Joppa about the sixth hour. So it's about noontime. Then he became very hungry and wanted to eat. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven opened and an object like a great sheet bound at the four corners descending to him and let down to the earth. In it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts and creeping things and birds of the air. It's basically telling you unclean animals. And a voice came to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, not so, Lord. For I have never eaten anything common or, everybody say the word, unclean. And a voice spoke to him again the second time, what God has cleansed you must not call common. This was done three times and the object was taken up into heaven again. Alright, so God has been steered the heart of Cornelius to where he can find the message of salvation. But Peter is not, he hasn't preached to any Gentiles because, you know... They're dirty. All right? 
even though he's been commanded to. So God has to go and start working on Peter's heart. So while Peter was waiting to be called down for lunch, he's up on Simon's rooftop, and he's waiting, you know, because it's noon. While he's up there, the Lord spoke to Peter through a vision. And in the vision, Peter saw a sheet descend and unfold. In the sheet were a variety of prohibited foods. You know, pork rinds and crab cakes and ceviche and BLT sandwiches and Slim Jims and hot dogs. You know, all that stuff. There it is. The voice told Peter, good bread, good meat. Peter, go ahead and eat, right? But Peter protested. He said, no way. Everybody said, what? No way. You know the rules, Peter said. No unclean foods. To which the voice replied, what God has cleansed, you must not call unclean. Now, Peter was as confused as a goat on AstroTurf, if you know what I mean. Huh? Now, the Lord knew Peter wasn't the brightest crayon in the box. So, he put the vision on a loop. Okay, replayed it again and again. Sometimes that happens when we're either stubborn or not that smart. All right, we know Peter's situation. And so God put it on a loop so he could get it. So Peter could catch the message. Listen, guys. The message wasn't about food. It was about Peter's prejudice and apprehension towards Gentiles. That's what it was really about. But Peter's not getting it. God was letting Peter know through this vision, what God has cleansed, you must not call unclean. The door God opens, you shouldn't try to shut. The Lord was letting Peter know that the prophecy about God, including the Gentiles in salvation, is now open. It's available. The wall has been broken down, God was saying to Peter. It's time to invite Gentiles to believe in Jesus. That was what the vision was about. Peter didn't get it. And then, you know, repeated three times. There was no time to repeat a fourth time or fifth time because the guys from Cornelius' house were knocking on the door asking for Peter. Peter didn't get it. He didn't get the message until he got to Cornelius' house. The message became crystal clear. When Peter got to Cornelius' house, he found a Gentile man and all his Gentile friends. I mean, the house was packed with a bunch of slaves and servants, non-Jews. But here's the thing. They were anxious to hear about salvation. They had all squeezed in because Cornelius told them the story. An angel came and told me that you could tell us how to be saved. So I sent for you and I invited everybody that I knew to come in and hear. And they were there sitting on the edge of their seats ready to hear the gospel message. That's when Peter's light bulb went on. What God has cleansed, don't call unclean. That's when he said, aha. Everybody said, what? Have you ever had one of those aha moments? You know, you're doing stuff and all of a sudden you said, 
Pastor Dion said that. Now I get it, right? Some of you get the puns four days later, right? Three times that you've listened to the CD or watched it on Facebook Live. Then, oh, that's what happened to Peter at the moment. So here's what Peter does. I don't have time to read the rest of the chapter, but I will say this. Peter at that point preached a two-minute sermon. Ten verses. And Peter shared that Jesus was God's gift. That Jesus had come from heaven and fulfilled all the Old Testament prophets. Peter told them that Jesus is Lord of all. Then Peter said, and yet they crucified Jesus. They buried him. But death couldn't hold him, Peter said. On the third day, he arose. Peter said, I saw him. I ate with him up to 40 days after. And he commanded me to preach and share his story. And whoever believes in him will receive forgiveness of their sin. That's what he said. So Peter preached that two-minute sermon. Ten verses. And then the unexpected happened. And that's the passage I'll read. Drop down to verse 44. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell on all those who heard the word and those of the circumcision, or Gentiles, who believed were astonished. As many as came with Peter because of the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, Can anyone forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then they asked him to stay there a few days. So, Peter goes in, preaches this two-minute sermon, ten verses, shares with them about Jesus and the forgiveness of sins through Jesus, and they believe. And the Holy Spirit just kind of sweeps in. It's like that Toby Mac song that says, if you want to steal my show, I want to watch you go, God. Go ahead and steal it. And God just swept in with His Holy Spirit and just touched everybody in the room, filled them all with the Holy Spirit, and Peter was shocked. He was like, this is a, a Gentile Pentecost. We had a Jewish one in Jerusalem a few years ago, and now we're seeing the Gentiles are also in on God's covenant and what God is doing. Isn't that awesome? So it was exciting. It should be exciting for you, right? Because I, I don't care what percentage they said on Ancestry.com that you are Jewish. You're not. All right? You're too diluted. But thanks to Jesus Christ, that's not a worry. Watch. So they're right by the sea. So Peter says, hey, there's water right out here. Let's just go ahead and baptize every one of you. It's kind of an illustration that the old person is buried with Christ and you rise up new in resurrection life. And he said, let's just baptize all of you guys. And they went down to the water and started dunking people. And it was just beautiful transformation. Now, this event was God's way of opening up the gospel opening up salvation to the Gentile world. That's why it's so exciting for us, because this is when it started. So you got to cheer, because, hey, listen, cheer, because God did it for us. Think about it. God sent His Son 
to be our sacrifice and Savior. God sent the first apostles to preach Jesus and included them, told them to preach to the Gentiles also. Then God moved the heart of a wicked governor to build a seaport so the gospel would have access to the Gentile world. Because if there was not that seaport there, the gospel would have remained in Israel. But because of that seaport, the gospel got a platform to go into the rest of the known world all across because Paul jumped on a ship and he carried the gospel message to all of the known world, Turkey and Rome and Italy, and it just kept going and kept going. God loved us enough. I mean, the Jews back then, they protested that harbor. They protested that seaport city. But God had you and me in mind when he had it built because that's how the gospel would get to us. God literally paved the way for us to believe and receive his son. It should make us shout exactly what the apostle John shouted. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 19. Read it with me. We love Him because He first loved us. God's amazing love is unbelievable. His love is extended even to the things that we don't understand or we can't comprehend. Things that seem so far from His love. He has this wonderful way. He knows what He's doing. You might be here because somebody invited you. Some angel out there invited you, directed you, told you to come. Jesus died on the cross 2,000 years ago. Herod built a seaport so that message of the gospel could come out here. That wasn't by chance. It wasn't coincidence. God arranged and ordained all of it because He loves you and He doesn't want you to be without Him. He wants to include you in His covenant. He wants to include you in eternal life. So if you haven't made a decision for Christ, today's the day to do it. Just say, that's me. I've been on the outside. I want to be on the inside of God's grace. Let's pray out loud together. Father, I know I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness. I have run from You. I've ignored You. I've even fought You. But today, today I surrender. I repent for my sin, and I turn to you. Jesus, you died for me, and your blood can cleanse me. I put my faith in you. Wash me clean and take me in. I'm yours, in Jesus' name. As we cling to the We're so glad you tuned in to today's edition of The Simple Truth. We pray that Pastor Dion's teaching in the book of Acts has given you new insight into the early church and brought you closer to Jesus. If you'd like to learn more about the ministry of The Simple Truth or hear additional messages, visit tmcalvary.com. You'll find them under the Sermons tab. 
You can even experience the video version of these teachings at our YouTube channel. Just follow the link and don't forget to subscribe. When you do, you'll be notified as soon as we've uploaded new messages that we know will share Jesus' love and truth for your life. Find a link to our YouTube channel at our website. Once again, that's tmcalvary.com. Before we end our time with you today, we'd like to offer you the opportunity to be involved in what we're doing here at The Simple Truth. We'd love for you to join us in praying for the people who will be listening to these broadcasts, who might even be hearing about Jesus for the first time. Would you pray that the Holy Spirit would open ears and soften hearts, and that lives would forever be changed? Would you also pray for Pastor Dion and the team here at The Simple Truth? Pray that we always keep our eyes on the Lord, and that we're courageous to follow wherever He leads. Would you also pray about financially supporting this ministry? Any and all amounts given are useful and greatly appreciated. You can find out more about how to give at tmcalvary.com. Just click on the Donate tab. Thanks again for praying, and thanks for joining us today, here on The Simple Truth. You're the one that we proclaim. We'll be fools for you as you work in us. May your power show in the deeds we sow. Let us join our hands, and together we stand. Together.